Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden with Hill Pursuit. Uh, today's show is episode 78 of the Hill Pursuit podcast. And uh, this episode is a Ohio 70.3 race recap episode. Takes us a little bit to get there, so stick with us through the intro. Um, we talk a lot about what Kenny, uh, Coach Kenny Rogers, has been up to um, for the past couple weeks. Some, some big news for Kenny. We talk about his training as well. He went to some cool places, experienced some cool stuff, has some cool news. Definitely want to listen to the first 10-ish minutes of this one. Don't skip over it. Eventually, we do get to the Ohio 70.3, 70.3 recap, which was just an awesome race. A great day, great weather. Huge shout-out to Victory Multisport athletes, but then also the support of the Victory crew, essentially. Posting up at the tent cheering on other victory athletes and just cheering everybody on and creating great energy on the run course. So huge shout out to them. Another huge shout out for me personally to uh, my family, my wife's family specifically um, has, has a home very near where this race is held. And it was just awesome to see so many people, um, so many of my family there supporting me. So big shout out to them as well. Um, talk a little bit about everything with this race. Uh, it was a great race. I, I, I raced fairly well. So, so that was exciting, much different than happy Valley, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. So I'm not going to give anything, you know, anything away, but definitely give it a listen, hear about the course and hear about how the race, the race day went for me. If you are listening and have been listening, thank you for doing that. If you're just listening on the podcast, which streams anywhere. So Spotify, Podbean, Google, Apple, wherever, just don't forget that we do also have a YouTube channel. You can check that out. We post some cool nutrition shorts. Um, we have some stuff from different nutrition coaches, some race day stuff, some workout things. Check out the YouTube channel, like subscribe to that. Um, we also, of course, just have access to any and every podcast episode, YouTube, blog, whatever, coaching stuff, nutrition stuff at the website, hillpursuit.com. You can also just send me an email whenever you'd like hillpursuit at gmail.com. Find us on all the socials at Hill Pursuit, Facebook, Instagram, wherever else. Drop us a line, send us a message, um, start a conversation, ask a question. We encourage all of that and we love when that happens. So, um, And that actually happened at Ohio 70.3. So if that was you, think, you know, if that was you, um, I'm not going to give it away, but if that was you, please listen, um, send us a message, comment, find us somehow we really appreciate the shout um that's all i have for right now this is episode 78 ohio 7.3 complain man just got back from probably one of the most beautiful places ever so no complaints from my end <laughs> yeah dude tell us about it that was freaking awesome Those pictures you were sending uh summary Kauai is pretty awesome uh some of the sites that you'll see there are, are probably like nowhere else took a really cool little helicopter tour which grace got me for uh my big 30th birthday uh, i got to see the nepali coast all over the all of the, I guess you would say, mountain-esque portions of it as well. 
it was just a really, really cool trip, man. We stayed at this uh, really nice resort. Thank you, Michael and Lauren, for that. Uh, it was called the Grand Hyatt. Uh, really cool pools. Really only had one little slip up at the beginning, which uh, we kind of didn't have to worry about as much as I thought we were going to have to. Dude, there was like probably two, probably close to 200 people in the uh, checked bag line to get there, and we thought we were actually going to miss our flight. Oh, but besides man. that... The rest of the the rest of the trip was awesome. Uh, it was definitely more than what I expected, and I still got most of my training in. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it was a good time. Pretty awesome to to train out there in that uh, environment, though, huh? Oh, dude, well, dude, but holy crap, man! Uh, I'm not used to that uh, that humidity that they got out there. So, yeah. that was a trip. I was sweating. <laughs> um. There's more than just your birthday we have to talk about, right? Ayo. Yeah, dude. I'm going to be a dad. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously known for a little bit now. Um, we were obviously going to wait until uh, we felt comfortable with making the announcement to everybody. But yeah, dude, I'm pretty freaking stoked. So That's awesome. It's kinda, it kind of also kind of worked out perfect for me, almost in a weird way that I chose to do uh, – the Ironman in Sacramento in October, because like, uh, I believe I can say this now we're expecting in like end of January. So, you know, it's kind of like my last little hurrah of like stupid fitness for a little bit. And then, you know, maybe a little bit further down the line. So, (laughs) yeah, dude, that's just incredible. I mean, it's, it's the best. It's absolutely the best. I mean, I texted you and grace a little bit. I think, I think I said something like it's, it's not easy all the time or whatever, but it's just absolutely the best. So you'll love yeah. it. Congrats, man. Excited for you. Yeah, dude. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, it's just like this wave of maturity just keeps on falling <laughs> on top of me. Yeah. You, you, know, turn 30, just... you turn 30 and boom, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it is right around the corner. You know, God had a plan and his plan was to make me a man all within the same week. So that was great. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Uh, but yeah, well, dude, dude just, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. Best of luck to to Grace, obviously throughout throughout the pregnancy. So that's sweet. That's awesome. And um, for like the and for like the rest of forever because she's married to me. But you know, we we won't get into that. <laughs> that's that's just a given. That's just a given. Yeah. Just, I just have to I just have to say that for the people that might listen to this, you know, yeah. like. I can be a lot to deal with sometimes. And bro, I just got done training freaking uh, nine people. I came home and I'm here. I am still talking after nine hours yeah. of talking. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's big. That's big boy stuff for sure. How's your training been going? What's up with like the, the swim kick? Just give me an update on that. Uh, ankles are one hundo finally. So I was at hit all my hit all my big swims so far. I did like a little practice session in the pool uh, yesterday, not like a actual, like, I guess you could say like fitness session, more like a like technique session. I watched a couple, like, I guess you could say YouTube videos on proper technique um, when it comes to like your strokes, like a, what was it? Like a one, one stroke and three kicks and then like how to align your arms and like how to flutter correctly. Um, So I think I, I don't know exactly what I did, but I had zero pain today and I swam. And I haven't had any pain at all in about, what's it been, a week and a half. 
So yeah, awesome. everything's getting together, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, let's keep it that way for sure because you got some big stuff ahead, obviously. But I'm ready. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Dude, I'm ready I, feel to... like, I feel like this Iron Man is literally right around the corner for you. Is that like is that wrong to say? I mean, it's it's August. It's creeping in there because like, <laughs> like it's it's August. Your your race is in October. Yeah. It's not really like I'm not really honestly worried about the I mean this is I don't want to sound conceited here or like oh whatever I'm so fit or anything but like yeah. I'm not so much worried about the actual like physical portion of the event I'm more worried about like you know the, the thought keeps creeping in my head of like mechanical failures or like the little things or like um like the uncontrollable things I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say that's kind of freaking me out more than anything else cuz you hear I know you hear about this stuff all the time, but like this is all very new to me. Yeah. So like when I hear people's bike chains popping off or they get a flat tire or sure. like um, they forget something or like those things are the things that freak me out more than, yeah. you know, training and like, yeah, getting yeah, ready yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're definitely lucky in that sense. And to people listening who think you sound crazy, I can definitely attest to the fact that physically like you'll, you'll be ready and, that's not that's not a question but i mean the old you know the saying is you know just only worry about what is controllable obviously you know that and everything else just kind of the cards fall as they are and if something does happen you just deal with it you know it's you don't plan to get a flat you don't plan to crash your bike you know whatever you don't plan any of that stuff you just kind of adapt to it on the fly right so um but yeah i mean on top of all that, we got to get you some <clears throat> some smaller race experience too. So we got to find something for you that's like at least like six weeks out, so you have time to go back to the drawing board and realize what did or didn't go right in transition, or while you're riding, you know, if you're missing something, you know. So we gotta we gotta find something for you, but we will. Um, we have time. But anyways, let's uh if you if you if you stuck with us cool but yeah some cool uh dad life stuff i guess and and uh every, everything else but yeah i wanted to talk about ohio real quick uh just because yeah. i hadn't yet <clears throat> actually the first part about ohio that i have to mention is someone on the run course who i haven't ever met recognized me and said like yo hayden hill pursuit uh, love your stuff. And I was just like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Thanks, man. You know, and we passed each other a few times on the run course. We, we must've finished relatively close to one another. Cause I'm just like hanging out talking to my family after the race and I'm seeing him like walk by with his medal. So I pulled him aside. I think his name's Rick and it's my own fault for not like doing this podcast almost immediately after the race. But we spoke for, you know, a couple minutes and I was just like, yeah, like, where do I know you from somewhere? You know, whatever. And he just like follows, he just follows Hill Pursuit, I guess. And, um, likes the podcast, likes, you know, some of the, you know, the nutrition shorts and, and, and all that stuff and probably the Instagram stuff. But if you're listening, Rick, send us an email or, or a DM or something so we can connect again. Um, just because that was really cool. And, um, you know, I'd love to connect somewhere else somehow, or again, at least. So thanks for the shout. And, um, 
from what I remember, he had a really great race somewhere somewhere around like 540 or 550 or so, something like that. Maybe, you know, I don't want to say it, that, but maybe even quick. I don't remember exactly just because we were, we were chatting just right after the race when everybody's, you know, sucking. So, but anyway, yeah, let's talk about Ohio. So, um, this race was pretty sweet. Just kind of stop me whenever if something pops up. I don't, I don't remember what we'd spoke about, you know, before or after this race, but this race is pretty cool. Um, I did it last year. So it's traditionally held in, uh, or it was traditionally held in Delaware, Ohio. Um, but it got moved last year was the first year it was held in Sandusky, Ohio. And my wife's family has a lake house in Sandusky, Ohio, and they've had it for literally for forever. So I've been going out there for over 10 years. You know, I haven't been doing triathlon for over 10 years, but, um, in the years that I have been, I've basically been riding the course without knowing I was on the course until they like announced that the race was coming. So, you know, I've probably hit like 10 to 15 miles of the actual course without even knowing I was on the course. Then they announced it. So naturally last year I raced it. Um, I, I re- I ride that course when, you know, during the season, every single time that we're out at the lake over the summer. So quite a bit, sometimes twice in a weekend. So I've ridden this course like a handful of times, very familiar with the course. The run is awesome too. It's like a, it's a great run for like, spectators and energy so you know you get off the bike and you're just like around people the whole time and not every race is like this and you know it's just great energy and it it just helps you you know it helps you and you don't know it helps you until you're in that pain cave or you know whatever you want to call it And then all of a sudden you see somebody that, you know, or somebody you don't know, and they're just like randomly are trying to get you to pick it up or encourage you. So this was a great course for a great run course for that stuff, which was sweet. Did you, were you going to say something? Yeah. I mean, no, I just want to ask like how the transitions go, like, because I know at the, what the Penn state, obviously there's all that stuff going on. This was the, this is the first time this event was held there. Right. You said. At Penn State? No, no, no. Uh, this Ohio one. The Ohio like one this locations. year was this year was the second year they had it in Sandusky, but okay. it's the first time these two years are the first like go round that it's ever been at Sandusky. But yeah, this was the second year it was held in Sandusky, so it was like it went off. You know, it went off very well, I would say. But yeah, okay. we'll, let's we'll dive into it. So yeah, okay. that's a good point. Like Penn State, Penn State was two transition areas. And the logistics of Penn State were honestly like a nightmare and very bad for spectators, if you remember I said that. But yeah, this one's the the exact opposite. One transition area. So everything's there. Your bike stuff's there. Your run stuff's there. You're out of the water, onto the bike. You park the bike right in the same exact spot. Put your shoes on. Like the most simplistic form of a transition that exists. I know I need that. <laughs> it, it's like you, you race in a local race or something and um, you, you know, the transition area is tiny. There's a couple hundred athletes maybe, 
and it's like really, really quick transitions. That's what this race feels like, even though it's a huge half Ironman event. How many people do you know? Um, I actually don't know the final count, but I think there were about 18 to 1900. Are there, is, is that typical? Yeah. That might okay. be a little low. That might be a little low. Okay. Um, and honestly, I think it's a little low for the reason of the swim, to be honest. So let's just dive into that. This okay. swim is not an easy swim. Um, it's weird because it's in Lake Erie and the actual swim location. Born, born and raised. Yeah. You? That's where I'm from, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. yeah you cool. got to – hey, bro, I hope you didn't swallow any of that water, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, don't even, don't even say that. <laughs> but, um, I got, I got, I got stories, man, that we can talk about later, but yeah, you don't want to be, yeah. you don't want to be choking down that water in the middle of that oh, swim. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, you always swallow a little bit. I mean, you're out there for 40 minutes or so. I mean, you're going to accidentally swallow a little bit. Go get tested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't swallow the Lake Erie water. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, um, but uh, keep going though. Why did uh, Why did Lake Erie suck? So, yeah, so it's it's a protected swim. Yeah. So like off the bat, you read it as an athlete. You're in the athlete guide. You're like, oh, this swim is protected. It's going to be really. It's going to be a nice cruise, easy swim. Um, well, first of all, the coolest part about the swim is you jump off the back of a boat. Okay. Yeah, which is That's awesome. Cool. Like. I think it got a lot of appeal last year, year one, because they like, they pushed, they really promoted that. Like, Hey, start your race by jumping off the back of this boat. It's literally just like a ferry service that takes you from, um, Sandusky uh, to like, um, to like a small Island, uh, I believe is put in bay is what it's called. So, um, there's like a little ferry service and on the back, they, so they, they take you through this pier onto this boat and then the boat is wide open, like typically where vehicles are parked as people are taking their cars over. And, um, you there's like three lines of athletes just in the bottom of this boat. You get to the edge of it, three, two, one, you just jump off of it, which is really cool. And I'll admit it is cool. I like it. I think it's pretty sweet. Um, but that being said that the timer for your race is like 10 meters away. So you're like jumping into the water and you're losing your goggles and like you're suffocating or something. Like everyone has a problem when they jump in because you don't ever plan to jump in. And then you have to go swim 10 meters and then your race starts or whatever, wherever the start line is. It's, it's not right off the boat is my point, but, um, but anyway, that's really cool. And then the, um, the swim goes like straight out about 200 meters, takes a hard left turn. And that left turn, that straightaway is like the longest straightaway of the entire swim. And it's all at that time in the morning, it's all a little bit against the current. Now, even if that was it, it wouldn't be that bad. Like it wouldn't be that difficult because it's still protected. It's not like the current, it's not like there's waves crashing or anything. Even if there are waves crashing out in the bay, it wouldn't be crashing there. But what makes the swim difficult is after that really long straightaway, you take a left and then another quick left and you start coming back to the swim exit. So it's like, it's like, it looks like a little L 
Like you go out, you take a left, and then you come down and you take another left. So the, the swimmers are going like this. Some of the some people are going out to on the course and some people are coming into the finish. And in theory, they should be like far enough away that they're not impacting one another. But I don't know why the 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 athletes that are going in opposite directions are like really close to each other maybe like 50 meters and you got thousand people swimming going opposite directions it creates like this whirlpool blender. almost yeah, yeah like a blender or like um a washing machine so you're like you're creating this current and you're almost like going nowhere for a short amount of time <laughs> so i mean I remember coming out last year and I, I looked at my watch and I was 10 minutes slower than I, than my goal, 10 minutes. And I told myself, and then I ended up finding out, you know, what happened. And like, everyone was like 10 or 15 minutes slower. And um, so I went into it this year knowing that, and it didn't bother me. And I was still, I was like seven or eight minutes slower than I wanted. I was still slow, but it didn't bother me because I knew that it would happen. Like I was like eight minutes slower than happy Valley and I swam well at both races. So, um, it's just a hard swim. It's a slow swim to be honest. Um, but it didn't, it doesn't bother me. Like it, it didn't bother me at all this year. So I was, I was pleased in that sense, but, um, yeah, it's a tough swim. And, um, actually I had one other thing about the swim. It was wetsuit optional. It wasn't wetsuit legal. So wetsuit legal is 76.1 degrees or under. Anybody can wear a wetsuit, whatever. Wetsuit optional is 76.2, so 0.1 degree higher, up to like 82 or 83, wherever their cutoff is that nobody can wear it because of an increased cardiac event if it's too hot in the water, which I've never seen that, but I've raced a couple wetsuit optional races at this point. So it was wetsuit optional because it was like 77 or something. So I didn't wear a wetsuit. So I put a swim skin on. It was the first time I ever wore my swim skin, which I will say first and foremost, you should never do anything for the first time on race day. And I did. And that was a little bit of a mistake just in terms of like, the stress that came about because this is what happened. You put your wetsuit or your swim skin on, you only hike it up to like your, your gut or your waistband. Then once the, once you're in the line, you know, you'll, you'll put it up over your shoulders and then get zipped up and you're good to go. I put it on backwards, but I, but I put (laughs) it on backwards only up to my waist. So I didn't know it was on backwards. Mm. And then 10 minutes to the race start, athletes are going into this ferry and we're like shoving ourselves up to the front of the ferry and I'm pulling it up over my shoulders and I'm lo- I'm like looking down and I'm like what the heck did I do this thing's on wrong so I like get off t- go ahead one one job yeah you had one job How you had a 50 50 shot bro yeah. <laughs> you got a PhD man what are you doing <laughs> I honestly think like the comfort level of this race for me like led to that happening because it feels like such a backyard event to me. Compla- complacency kind of killed yeah. me on that one a little bit. So yeah. I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm I'm ready. This is going to be a fun time, whatever. So, 
you know, I get out of line, I pull it down, I'm pulling it back up, um, finding somebody to help me zip it up in the back because it doesn't zip exactly like a wetsuit. And again, I would have known this had I done this ahead of time, didn't do it ahead of time. So do as I say, not as I do on that one for sure, because that was really stupid. Anyways, what was also stupid about the swim skin is it completely like chalk. You can't really see it in this video a little bit right there. It completely like ripped up my neck and you get that sometimes with a wetsuit, but because I'd worn my wetsuit a bunch, I knew that it would happen with my wetsuit to whatever degree. So like I put some stuff on it, whatever, and it feels good. I didn't think it would happen for the swim skin. And of course it destroyed my neck and I felt it in the water. So as soon as I'm out and I'm sweating, it's just like burning and I'm just like so annoyed at myself. So I just did not plan well for the swim at all. May have uh, may have been your wetsuit or it may have been Lake Erie, bro. I don't know. Just yeah. never know. Yeah. yeah. That pH balance might be a little bit screwed up. <laughs> oh Lord. I was I'm gonna dude, I gotta I got I I was gonna ask you a stupid question too. Did they make you climb back up on the boat? <laughs> you know oh, man. That's that's this... what you need to do. Yeah. No, but the, no, but the swim exit was so dumb. I I was so ticked off. They had like they built these three or three or four little ramps that you would assume go the whole way, like at least down under like the height of a an average human, so that when you get there, you're like walking onto it if you're upright in the water. These ramps were like only three feet under the water. So if you're six foot tall, you think you're going to walk onto this ramp. People are like going back under the water because they didn't realize how shallow the ramp was. They had to essentially like do a muscle up to get onto it. Right. But you're in the water, so it wasn't hard. But people are like banging their shins and like hitting their elbows. It's like I was so ticked at the way that the swim exit was set up. And I don't think it was like that last year. It was not uh, super comfortable. So that was really annoying. Whatever is what it is. I knew the swim would be tough. I swam. I, I, I swam well. I thought it was about seven to eight minutes slower than I wanted. But um, this bike course, I don't really have anything else about the swim. Did you have anything? Uh, nothing. I could probably keep joking on about Lake Erie and, yeah. you know, the thousand reasons why the thousand reasons why I will never go back there. I mean, you had me at rough swim and Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah. So no, I don't have anything else to touch on it in a uh, professional manner at all. Yeah. But onto the bike, sir. Yeah. You, clearly the bike didn't fall, you didn't fall off. So I did not fall. improvements. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, the only reason I would crash on this course is if, and this is like my biggest fear is if someone like dropped their water bottle in front of me and it's just like bouncing, bouncing, bouncing and like gets caught in my spoke or something stupid. Um, so I, I knew that I was going to ride this course pretty strong. Um, I've ridden it a, a billion times and um, ironically, so just a little recap, I was injured before Happy Valley on the left side of my body in my left groin where I couldn't run for, I couldn't run at all for three weeks before happy Valley. So I basically just like went into happy Valley, almost completely blind on the run, which is what it is. 
Um, but because I couldn't run, I was able to bike oddly enough and it didn't hurt at all. So I got some good bike fitness in like the six weeks ish time frame of like these two races, like the training for them. Um, so I got some pretty good bike fitness after happy Valley. My left side is still healing. I crashed. So now I'm dealing with the right side of my body issues, but they both started healing like a week and a half out from Ohio. So I was able to actually run and I ran, I jogged a few times, but I didn't have like run fitness because I run so little in like a six week span. So I biked a lot. I knew I could bike this course really, really hard and really fast. It's basically completely flat. Um, and a couple of weeks before the race, I rode the course as hard as I possibly could. 90%, 95%. Um, just to see how my body would feel if I ran for like 10 or 20 minutes. I rode the course in like two hours and 40 minutes and like, I ran for 20 minutes and I felt incredible. So I'm thinking to myself in my head, okay, if I bike a little bit harder than I traditionally would, it's kind of like serving as a better warm up for my body on the run. And then I was also counting on like race day adrenaline to have a really nice bike split and, and bike hard. So I, I did, I biked hard and I biked under 235, like almost 22 miles an hour average. Again, it's like completely flat, essentially. So literally just ripping the whole time. Um, I probably had a little bit more in me, but to some degree, you have to pull back so you feel like you can have a good run, whatever. I got off the – I got off – I don't even have anything really to report on the bike. It's very, very flat. I pretty much came out around 21 miles an hour almost immediately, and I slowly pulled it up um, to almost – an average of 22, like just around there. I don't think I had any, I'm trying to, th I don't have any like real issues on the bike or anything. Um, flat as can be. I'm, I'm so familiar with it. I can ride it without even like, I don't know where I don't need any signs or indications of turns or anything like that's literally how often I've ridden the course, lots of farmland. It's really, it is, it's a nice ride, tiny little rolling hill once or twice that, some people got annoyed at because they see flat and then there's one hill and they get decide to get ticked off, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I know. So I get back, yeah. <laughs> get back from the bike and, um, I'm like feeling very, very good. Um, I rode hard enough that I felt like my legs were warmed up enough that my hip and my groin would like be good enough to have a solid run. Like for me, a solid I mean, half iron. Yeah, a solid half two, iron, half marathon is like two oh something, under two ten. You know, I, yeah. ten minute pace, whatever. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I started out, I I wasn't even looking at my watch for like three miles, four miles, three miles, three miles. I just went off a of feel, and I'm just like, okay, I'm trying to pull myself back. I'm like, I don't care if I'm going out super slow. I just want to feel good for a few miles and then I'll kind of calibrate and see what I have. So three miles goes by and I'm averaging like nine forties, which is faster than I wanted to be at the, at that time, honestly. But in my head, I'm like, eh, 
maybe I just maybe this is what I have today. Like maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna run a nine thirty average. <laughs> I realized like mile six or seven mile seven that that wasn't happening, and <laughs> like this is a good learning moment for for everyone, not just me, but. I think it's important to walk the aid stations like from the start. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I would, I tried to like jog them and still get everything. Just walk the aids. I mean, you walk the aid stations compared to a slow jog, you might lose like an extra 15 Couple seconds. Sec- yeah. 15 yeah. seconds, maybe just walk them regain yourself you know in hindsight that's what i would have done which isn't the end of the world that i didn't i still had a decent race um but uh, i ended up like slowing down my run obviously and then also adding in the aid station walks so i ended up averaging right around like an 11 minute which still is not the end of the world um mm-hmm. especially with like minimal run fitness i wasn't like upset or anything you know i had a much better overall race than happy valley so i was you know i was thrilled in that sense um good yeah yeah and then um honestly uh the other thing i had so much family there too which is i think is important like even if you have a couple people there and like you see them once or twice it can just like do so much for you so it's the yeah external motivation man you know You're not going to let your three kids and everybody else. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, you know, of course I'm doing this race, right. And it's, you you know, you're pushing yourself. It's you're suffering a little bit, but my wife is wrangling all three of our girls at this. You're like, not the whole time. You're like, yo, I'll do, you're like, you're like, yo, I'll do another, uh, I'll do another half Ironman right now before I got to go do this for six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the the real MVP right there though for real I mean because seeing seeing the girls is I mean you can't you can't put a price on that man I mean you'll be yeah. there you'll be there right yeah. but it's just yeah. like I mean it's the best feeling when you see your kid like jumping up and screaming for you and stuff so that was that was pretty awesome um I'm just gonna I'm I just gotta say this real quick there ain't no way that I'm gonna be able to walk no aid station if Grace is over there yelling at me so I'm gonna have to run that one regardless of what you just said because she's gonna make fun of me for it so <laughs> no way I'm gonna have a talk I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kidding, have a talk kidding, with her then you are walking these aid stations I'm joking, I'm joking. yeah <laughs> but um yeah and then my wife's family like her sisters their husbands my nephews her parents I mean it was awesome just to see everybody. It was really, really cool. And then obviously I have to give a, another big shout out to victory multi-sport. Like the coolest thing about victory is like, there's this cohort of athletes that will go to these races. They're not racing and just park it. Show up. It, yeah. Park it in under the tent and just scream their heads off for everyone not even only victory athletes, they're screaming their heads off for everybody. Um, <laughs> the entire race. It, I mean, it's just, it was just such a great vibe, such a great, you know, like atmosphere for, for victory and the team. And a lot of other athletes raced really, really well. And maybe, you know, got some, a first time finisher in there as well. Like it's just an awesome, it was just an awesome freaking race. Also what's really special. I think, to me is like this is where 
me and uh, Coach Kenny, not not Kenny Rogers, right? Not not you, if if people are listening, but Coach Kenny Lehman from Victory. This is where we kind of connected for the first time last year, um, a year ago, and then I started with Victory almost immediately after. Um, he was just hyping me up on this course, like out of nowhere, and I had no clue who he was <laughs> last year. Um, and then we connected afterwards and started talking and, you know, here we are today, but so it's kind of special in that sense too, a little, um, you know, an important, uh, moment for, I guess, me hopping into Vic the victory family, which was awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this race for a lot of those reasons. What do you got? Anything? No, I mean, just kind of to branch out on the victory thing too. I mean, obviously I don't know any of these people personally i haven't actually met anybody in person but um you know just from watching instagram stories and you know seeing the way that you know they kind of operate amongst each other like even though i'm sure that they're you know slowly expanding or getting bigger it still does seem like a pretty cool like almost like kind of fi family vibe almost amongst all of them where mm -hmm. like you just said too where it was like people were showing up to these races that weren't even competing right yep. And they're still supporting each other, which is great. I mean, because like, like any sport, whether it's individual or a team or whatever, it's like nobody can do anything by themselves, right? If you want to go far, you got to find somebody else to go far with you, right? So having a team like that, whether they're competing or not, or having a coach from them or not, like, they just seem like a good group of people to be a part of. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And hey, if anybody from Victory wants to come out to the West Coast and you know yeah. come hang out in Sacramento, may not be the best part of California, but I can think of worse places in California. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's possible someone else might be doing that race. I don't I don't want to get ahead of myself though and like call that person out, but I'm I think someone is considering it. So well, we'll keep you posted. If they feel so inclined, I will stand out because I am five feet five and I am probably overweight for the sport and I have a large head and I also purchased the uh, very bright Victory Multisport uh, tri-suit. <laughs> the large so, head. Yeah, uh, bro. You're, you're going to be able to there, find me, man. You're out there looking like a Ninja Turtle. No, dude. It's a bobblehead, bro. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Uh, but I don't think yeah, I have oh, anything yeah. else, man. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. it. Was a great race. Um, I guess the only other thing that I can say, I don't know if I don't, I don't even know if we've spoken about this officially, but I cannot do this race next year because I registered for Lake Placid full Ironman, which is the same weekend. So nice. Pretty, yeah, I'm excited about that. Who knows where the sport will take me? I might be making yeah. a trip to the East Coast. Or yeah. I might absolutely hate this and never do this again. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I'm definitely going to be back at, at this race in Ohio in, um, in two years for sure um, because I absolutely loved it. It's very convenient for me. But um, I guess on top of that, too, my one of my brother-in-laws who was there, he's married to my wife's sister. Um, wants to do it um he's probably someone who could like just show up and do it like he's just that's kind of just how he is not like he would win anything but 
he's very like aerobically fit, aerobically inclined. He just, he always has been, he ran, he said he ran a marathon in his twenties. He's like 30, 37 or 38, but ran a marathon in his twenties. Right. So, you know, significant long time ago, but like at, in like a three thirty without drinking or eating anything, just because he, he just kind of rolled out of bed and did it like, <laughs> so, I mean, he, I like he guy. has, he has like the fight in him to do something like a 70.3 for sure. He rode the course with me once painfully, but he still, you know, but he still did it like pretty much from nothing to 56 miles. You know what I mean? So, and he's run a bunch of half marathons, a couple, you know, a marathon or two, I think. So he can do it. It's just whether or not he does it like efficiently and like pain free. Yeah. So well. I'm actually really hoping that um, I'm really hoping that he still wants to do it two years from now and we can kind of do it together, which would be awesome. So um, I don't have anything else. I guess. Do you have anything? Not much, man. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you uh, if you stuck with us this long, appreciate it. This was um, episode 78, a little bit of um, I guess a little bit of everything. We talked a lot about Hawaii and babies and um then then on to the Ohio 70.3 recap. But yeah, thanks for sticking with, with us. Uh, also, just so I don't forget, Rick, if you're still listening, <laughs> reach out to us, um, connect with us because it was awesome to see you at the race and I appreciate the shout. And uh, just, you know, just want to connect uh, again, not not in person, but, um, you know, where, whatever, <laughs> whatever, send us an email at, he'll pursue that Gmail or any of the socials. So, and that goes for anybody, you know, uh, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, he'll pursue that gmail.com. Check out the website, he'll pursue.com for, for all of our coaching stuff, our nutrition coaching stuff with coach Kenny. And then, um, you know, just the YouTube channel, the Spotify pod being Google. I got, I got to remember this. I haven't done it in a while, but yeah, the, the podcast itself, you know, streams wherever you get it. So Apple, Spotify, pod being Google, wherever, and um, if you are listening there, don't forget, we do have a YouTube channel. So check that out as well. Anything else from you? Not me. I'm good. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. <laughs> Next time.